Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. And I have to say a special Mother's Day to the love of my life, Tiffany Cooper. I love you. You're an incredible mother to our four children. And I want you to know, I hope today is an incredible Mother's Day for you. And for all the mamas, happy Mother's Day. We love you. Come on, would you fill up the chat line right now? Come on, men. Come on, sons. Come on, daughters. Come on, fill it up. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. And today, we're going to bless 200 families with food. All of our single moms that are out there in Indianapolis, in the Oklahoma City metro area, here's what we've done. We are partnering with two restaurants, and today and tomorrow, you'll be able to get meals for you and your family absolutely free. Yes, because of the generosity of People's Church. Happy Mother's Day. We're paying for your family to have dinner on us because that's the kind of generosity that People's Church is all about. So if you're a single mom, let me give you a little details. In Oklahoma City, we're going to feed 150 families, 150 single moms out there raising your children it's going to be Bira Bira Craft Pizzeria. We're going to have dinner for you. And so here's what you need to do. At 3 to 6 o'clock today and also tomorrow, Monday, what you need to do is just go to peoples.church slash moms, peoples.church slash moms, and the information is there. You'll have to call and place your order before you go. But we want to bless you. We want to feed you and your family, your children. We want to say happy Mother's Day to all of our single moms and be a blessing to you in the middle of this pandemic. And then at our Indianapolis location, we're going to feed 50 families, 50 mamas and your children, single moms and your children. Culver's Restaurant is who we are partnering with and so, same instructions, just go to peoples.church slash moms, and this will be between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m., 4 p.m. and 7 p.m., and all the information is right there on the website. Listen, we love you. In the middle of this pandemic, many are struggling, many are hurting, many are going through a difficult time, and all the single moms in our church, if you're going through a difficult time, this is just one way we want to say Happy Mother's Day and be a blessing to you here at People's Church. We love you. Happy Mother's Day. And right now, the love of my life is joining me because we're going to share together. I just told you Happy Mother's Day, but now I get to look at these beautiful eyes. And say happy Mother's Day to the love of my life. Thank and she's going to join me as we share together for a few moments. And it is an interesting season in all of our lives. And it's a joy for me to be able to share today with Tiffany as we kind of just talk about uh, life and church and family. And here's what I want you to know. Maybe you're new with us, a guest can I say welcome to People's Church? We're so glad to have you here today. Uh, maybe you're here a second or third time. Welcome today. And today, not only is it Mother's Day, 
Not only do we have Fred Hammond today, he's going to be back with us next week, but let me tell you, today is the 18th year anniversary of People's Church. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That was called the happy dance. If you were wondering, that was called the happy dance by your pastor, 18 years as a church. I cannot believe it. Sometimes in my mind, I still feel 26. But my body doesn't feel 26 anymore. <laughs> but it's been a great 18 years. Come on, right now, right now in the chat line, in the chat line, would you let us know how long have you been attending People's Church? How long have you been attending People's Church? Would you let us know? Maybe you've been here 18 years. Come on, 17 years, 16 years, 15 years. Come on, just fill up the chat line. How long have you been attending People's Church? Maybe six months or one month or three months we love you. We love you. You know what? People's church is you. We are the church. And, I, you know, Tiffany and I, we, during this kind of time, as we look at the anniversary of our church, we always do some reminiscing. And we're kind of in this series, Good News, and we just thought how fitting it would be to begin our time together with our church family talking about the beginning days of People's Church on this 18th year anniversary. We're going to kind of take you way back, and then we're going to get into some COVID-19 as well in our family. But we want to kind of stick with this theme that there's good news in the middle of the bad news. So I'm just going to kind of start off, Tiffany, kick it to Tiffany, and she's going to talk about the beginning days of People's Church and kind of share with you some, some good news and some bad news about the early days of the church. Yes, I still remember it was 2001 when God began to burden our hearts for people. And we felt like at that time that we were being called to plant a church. And so as we sought the Lord and we prayed, we were directed to the Oklahoma City metro area. And I still remember packing up and moving at the very beginning of 2002, we moved from Missouri to Oklahoma. And at that moment, People's Church began. And, you know, for me, um, when I think about the good news of starting People's Church, I can't help but think about the people. And every Sunday kind of felt like Christmas as people walked through the doors of the AMC movie theater to worship with us. And God was answering our prayers. And so many of these people that came through the doors began to serve on our teams. And they helped to set up and to tear down and um, help in the greeter area. And even in the children's ministry, I loved meeting people who came alongside to serve. And it was all about the people. And you know, in those early days, especially that first year, um, Herbert and I were involved with everything. We were a small church, and we had people come alongside us, but we were in the middle of it all. And so I remember some of my most fond moments were our first-time guest ice cream socials. Some of you may have attended those. Um, our first-time guest cup drops. So we would go and visit first-time guests at their home, and we would deliver a People's Church cup. I still have some of those. Um, with our People's Church logo, and then we'd fill them with candy. And it was such a great time to meet people, um, to hear their stories, and invite them to be a part of our church. And God was so faithful. He put a burden on our heart for the people. He brought the people. And, and even now, 
18 years later, we're a large church. We're, we have multiple campuses in multiple states. We're a different church than we were that first year. But my heart still is overjoyed by the people that I meet. It is the people that make up our church. And that's the good news to me. No. Oh, I think well. You share some bad news hey, too. You got to give I the bad I gotta, news. I guess I got to share bad news too, which honestly, the bad news kind of piggybacks on the good news because, as I said, Herbert and I, we were in it 100%, and we were involved in every aspect of the church plant. And so at that time, we lived, we breathed, we ate people's church. We actually lived by that saying, no pain, no gain. Like we were willing to pay the price because we believed in this church so much. And so at that time, not only were we totally committed to the ministry in the church, but we both had full-time jobs outside of the church. So I was a full-time school teacher and Herbert was still traveling as an evangelist. And so we were all in. I remember waking up every morning at five o'clock to prepare to teach um, at this school. And then on my school breaks, I would take my lunch times and my breaks to prepare the children's lessons for church on Sunday. <laughs> she was a children's pastor back in those yes. days. And then I would come home from work and we'd grab quick dinner. And then it was working on things for the church, whether that was hosting small group, doing first-time guest visits, cup drops, all of those good things. But it was exhausting. We were tired at times. And I mean, our hearts, we were all in it and we were passionate, but I still remember moments of just feeling like this is exhausting. Yeah, we were working, you know, two uh, 40 hour jobs, two 60 hour jobs, you know, just one of those seasons. But back in those days, we didn't have any kids. So, no kids. That, 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 was, uh, that was a different day with, with no children. Now, let me just kind of take you back for me. Uh, 18 years ago, uh, even before we, we started the church. So obviously we started the church in the Quail Springs Mall in the AMC Theater on Mother's Day 18 years ago. But I back up and I think about, man, what were some of just the good news or uh, the, just that I felt in my heart during that season? And I would say it were the things leading up to the church starting. So we were living in Springfield, Missouri at the time. Uh, I was traveling full-time, as Tiffany said, and I, I traveled and spoke all around the nation and the world, and it's every evangelist's dream to have a full schedule. And so when I started off traveling, my schedule wasn't full, but then my schedule grew and grew and grew, and I was probably 18 months to two years booked out, and we had just bought our first home. Tiffany just graduated from college. She got a teaching job there in Springfield. I mean, we felt like life was pretty set. We were excited about the season of life we were in as first-time homeowners, and things are going well in our career. She just got a job at the school she wanted to teach at. The ministry is taking off, and I'm traveling and doing well. And so and we're seeing fruit, and then all of a sudden, God calls us to start People's Church. And it makes no sense in our minds, but we pack up and we leave Springfield and move to Oklahoma. And can I tell you, it was like risking everything. We, we just, we, we went all in. We, let, we sold our home. We took our savings. 
We moved here. We lived in a hotel. How long did we live in the hotel? Do you know how long it was? I think it was about one month. We lived in a hotel for a month until we could get into a home. And so we were living in a hotel so Tiffany could teach. She got a teaching job. And, I mean, here we are living out of a hotel. I'm driving or flying somewhere to go preach and coming back. And now we're taking all of our savings and we bought, you know, buying equipment and doing mail outs out of our, out of our savings. I mean, we, we didn't, we didn't there, there was no big church planning organizations back in those days like, now I'm on the art lead team, on the CMN team. There wasn't, none of that was happening back in those days. And so we just went all in. And I'm telling you, it was exhilarating. Yeah. It, was, it was like, I mean, it was leaving everything. It reminds I put this in my notes. It, it reminds me of, 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 of Abraham. In, in Genesis chapter 12, in verse number one, it says, The Lord has said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And verse four will mess you up. It says, Abraham went as the Lord had told him. He left his home, his country, his people. And that was kind of us. We were leaving our comfort zone where we had built, the friends, the church that we had, that we, that, that we were worshiping at. And, and we were leaving it all and didn't even know where we were going to have church. We didn't have the AMC secured. We didn't know where we were going to office. We didn't know anything. But we pushed it all in and we came to Oklahoma City. And the Lord, the rest now you know the rest of the story, right? What God has done has been incredible. I think about the bad news, just kind of a difficult season. So we risked it all that was exhilarating. And then kind of the bad news is once we started, it did not go like I thought it would go. And that was really difficult for me. Um, we started with 65 people in attendance on grand opening. And that's everybody, you know, that's your, your cousins and them and your you know, your friends and them, people you kind of paid to come, you bribed them to come. Yes, that was everybody, 65 people. And, and I'll be honest with you, that wasn't the dream in my heart. I, I wasn't dreaming for 65 people to be there. I, I thought we'd have hundreds there. You know, I, I, I had a, we had a dream in our heart that we were called to make a difference. And we really believed that God was going to do something special. And when we started, that wasn't seeming so special to me, 65 people. Then we started running 50 people and 40 people, and we're grinding and working so hard and traveling and preaching, Tiffany's teaching, and then hours in the church, and, and it was 40 and 50 people, and every person matters, but it wasn't the dream that we had, and I found myself discouraged. I was depressed, and you know what I, I learned about myself is that my, my identity was wrapped in the wrong things. That was, that was bad news for me. That if the attendance was 60, I was good. I was at least better. <laughs> if it's 40, I was depressed. And I was driven by the numbers. And my identity was in the numbers. And it took me quite some time. It wasn't like a three-month journey. That was a year's journey for me to not be so swayed by making the highs so high and the lows so low. But it was a difficult season for me. And I would just say this to someone. Maybe your dream or... Maybe it's you just started a, a new company, a new business. Uh, maybe it's a new relationship. And, and things are not turning out the way that you want it to turn out right now. Maybe you just started a new job. And I just want to encourage you with Zechariah 4 and verse 10. It says, do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begun. Let me tell you, the Lord rejoices in you beginning. 
Don't you despise the day of small beginnings. I'm so glad. And there were days I wanted to quit. Tiffany wanted to quit. It was not working out like we thought it would. I was depressed. I was discouraged. My identity was in the numbers. Man, that, that was a difficult season for me. But I'm glad we did not quit because, oh, has God moved in the last 18 years and lives have been changed. I want to say this to somebody. Hear me right now. Small doors can open into big rooms. Small doors can open into big rooms. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Well, let's talk about COVID-19, the pandemic. And I think about this pandemic season and, and our family and all that we've been through. And we're just going to open up our lives a little bit and share a little good news and a little bad news about the pandemic. Tiffany, I'll let you kick us off. Well, I think the first thing that we noticed as a family that was good news in the pandemic was that we were almost forced into a slower pace of life. It was almost like we were just halted, like a fast-moving train just all of a sudden with its brakes on. And the pandemic and social distancing caused us, first of all, the kids weren't going to school anymore. Um, their activities were no longer happening, sports and extracurriculars. Um, and just all of the things that you normally would do day by day were put on pause. And so we actually, at the very beginning especially, enjoyed all of this slower-paced time. It was so restful. It was refreshing. Um, it allowed our family to have a whole lot more family dinners around the table because the kids didn't have games or practices. And so we have just enjoyed that time around the dinner table um, to actually take time to eat together and to have discussion. It's so fun just to talk about sometimes serious matters, but then sometimes just things that make us laugh. And so we have really enjoyed that as a family. Um, I think the one thing that is highlighted during this time is also that our church family is still strong. It is still active. It has been so powerful to see the way that our church family, even in the middle of a pandemic, is still reaching beyond ourselves, beyond this building and buildings in Indianapolis, to minister to our community and those in need. And it was so touching to see how we were able to provide food and essential items to so many in our city that were hurting and in need. And also to see that we were able to meet needs in nursing homes so that those who are living in these homes can still have a way to communicate with their loved ones. Um, purchasing equipment so that those who are students can still have education during this time, um, in a time when they wouldn't be able to purchase their own technology equipment. I mean, that is powerful. Um, church, you continue to give, and you continue to serve in ways that you can serve right now, and it's so powerful, and it's a testament of God using you and using our church, and it has just thrilled my heart. I am so proud of you. I am so, so proud of you, and it just thrills me to know that when we actually can come back together in a building, that that's still going to continue because that's who we are. We've reached beyond ourselves, so I have just loved that part of it. That's awesome. I, I think when I think about kind of some good news in the middle of the bad news of this pandemic, I think for myself has been allowing God to work in me. Um, I think seasons like this, you know, you can find 
the best in yourself or the worst in yourself, just kind of the good or the bad. You know, whatever in you is going to come out. And when you get squeezed like that toothpaste, whatever's inside of you comes out. And uh, obviously there's great things in my heart and my life, but some things that have come out I haven't been too proud of. You know, when I start looking at some of the frustrations or the things that irritate me and I'm becoming more irritable and um, some of my, my, my faults, you know, and just, man, God working in me has been really beautiful. I, I don't always enjoy it, but, man, I enjoy the after effect when I realize, man, God's doing a deep work in me as I just surrender to it. And so God really has. I, I, it's easy for me to try to get the speck out of somebody else's eye <laughs> versus the big old plank out of my own eye. And I've just been really surrendering to God and say, God, work in my heart, Lord, my emotional health. I'm growing in it. I'm, I'm growing with just my leadership. My leadership is growing. I think about my thinking, just thinking, thinking. God's just working in me and giving me a new mind and a new heart. So I would say that's been a really, really a, a positive thing for me uh, in this season. And then I would just say a second thing, and that has been family devotions. So Tiffany talked about how we've been eating a lot of dinner around, dinners around the table. And I've been doing this. I've been taking my, my Bible app, my YouVersion app, and we have been just going. It's so easy. Can I encourage you, parents, to do this? Dad, Mom, would you, would you do this? It's been, it's, it's been an amazing time with our family. And I just read one of those devotions. So you can just pick a plan. I picked a, a, a plan there. And I just, day by day, just read a devotion, read the scripture, and just say, hey, let's talk about it. And the discussions have been so rich have been so amazing. We've talked about COVID-19. We've talked about theology. We've talked about God. We talked about why is this happening? What's going I mean, it has been unbelievable conversations and a, just a way for our kids to grow in their faith, for us just to grow in discipleship and being more like Jesus. It's been a great time. So that's been really, really special around uh, the dinner table, just those family devotions. Well, let's kick into some bad news of this pandemic and what would you say about just some bad news you know for me personally um just as herbert said i think it's been a time of growth for me a time of self-reflection and herbert and i have been married for 22 years and it's been 22 incredible years and i think one of really the, yes okay all right all all of them moments <laughs> there have been challenges, but the overall years... I'm an angel. Ah, I'm an angel. The overall years have been very good. <laughs> I mean, you all know, the reality is we, everybody brings their own stuff into a relationship, into a marriage, and so... Who brought more stuff in? Babe. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, this, hey, this is all, this, none of this is scripted to you all, church. I'll We're just say, talking to you from our hearts today. I'll say I brought the most in. Do you like that answer? Okay. That's is that a good answer? It's not the right answer, but it's, it's good. It's not the right answer. <laughs> but, Your brother right here had issues is all I'm oh saying. Oh, my goodness. But, but go ahead. Well, okay, so we have the key for us, really, though, has been that for the entirety of those 22 years, we have both been committed to working on our marriage. So working, like actually doing things to improve it and to learn each other, to learn ourselves. And so one of the things that I really felt that I wanted to do this year was start seeing a Christian counselor because I want to be the best that I can be. 
And not only in my marriage, but in all my relationships. And just for me as a woman of God, like I want to be as healthy as I can be. So I was so excited to start counseling at the beginning of the year. And um, I love Proverbs 12, 15. And it says, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. And I knew that God had helped me so much. And I knew that Herbert had helped me so much. But I just say, felt... Say that again. Herbert helped me so much. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Happy Mother's Day. But I knew that there were some things that I felt like I kept getting stuck on. Some things that I thought I would greatly benefit from seeing a Christian counselor. And so it's been so good for me. But here's the bad news and what sounds like good news right here. Is that... I have been challenged by my counselor to practice certain things and to grow in certain areas. Well, then the pandemic hit. And so, you know, instead of social distancing, I am actually like in closer quarters with my family for extended periods of time. So the very things that I usually have more time to think about, to process, in the very moment now, I'm having to deal with it. And it's so uncomfortable because uh, things will rise up when you're with somebody for a long time with no break. And I just don't have the time to process it away from everybody like I normally would. So the pandemic is forcing me to put into practice quicker the things that I'm learning and forcing me to grow at a faster pace than I've been used to. But it's been good, even though it feels bad. That's awesome. I would say for me, uh, obviously, I could, you know, we could both go, you know, a long time, right, on just the impact of this pandemic and um, the, the, the good things that's come out of it and then the bad things. And I would say th something that stands out to me uh, in just the bad is all the bad news. It weighs on me. I think something that would probably surprise maybe some of you if you got really close to me and got to know your pastor really, really well. And although you know me pretty well, just I'm kind of a transparent guy. Um, but I really care about people. Like the name People's Church is not just a, a cute name. It's really the heartbeat of Tiffany and I. Like, like I really care. Like I really do love you. Like I really do care about you. Like I really pray for you. And I really cry over you. I care about your family and your well-being and your life spiritually and your finances and your children. And like, I care. I care. I really care. And so when I see people hurting, when I see people needing food, um, when I see people needing just the basic necessities and, and diapers, and boy, it, it messes with me. Um, it was a week or two ago. I had an email in the office, and um, I get a care report and just see the care needs. And um, there were two of them that said that uh, they've lost family members to COVID-19. And I just, it was like one lost three family members and somebody else lost two. And I just, um, it messes with me. Just the pain and to see people hurting, um, the tragedy people losing lives, people hungry, the fear of people, uh, well, that, that weighs on me. Um, and then we hear news like Ahmaud Arbery and the young man that was gunned down by two people. 
the evil in the world and pain, tragedy breaks my heart. Sometimes it messes with my mind. Like this incident here, it messed with me. It just shocked me. Still just going over and over in my mind. And so I think probably the bad news for me is just all the pain and all the suffering and all the needs and all the evil. And it makes me realize that 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14 is, is so real. We're praying every day at 714 in the morning and 714 in the evening. And we need to pray, church. Many of you know, many of you know this scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. And here's what we need. And heal their land. We need God to heal our land. Babe, would you just join with me right now? Father, I just pray right now that you would touch people dealing with COVID-19 and all the happening in this pandemic, all of the fear and all the needs and all the pain. God, would you touch. Lord, I pray for my church family that are hurting, that are in need. Lord, would you minister by the power of your Holy Spirit. Would you touch our church? Would you heal sick bodies right now, God? Father, I pray for those that are just struggling in their emotional health, their mental health. God, would you touch right now by the power of your spirit? Father, I pray that you'd meet needs in our church. And Father, I pray right now for the Arbery family, that you would minister to them and you would draw near to them and God, all the pain and the suffering and the hate and the murder and the rape that happens. God, I pray that you would heal our land in Jesus' name. We need a sovereign move of God. We can't legislate a human heart. We need an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. And we ask that you would do only what you can do and pour out your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen.